Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Guest Thursday, and this is part two of our uh, time with uh, Dean and Trish Harrington out of uh, Rhode Island. Uh, last time they shared a uh, uh, story about their business, and uh, they were in the mortgage business uh, doing well uh, right after COVID. And then uh, because the interest rates shot up so quick um, and the, uh, the loan profitability uh, declined and the number of loans declined, uh, a company, you know, Dean was was told by God, you got to get bigger <laughs> uh, to survive it. And so, okay, let's try to get bigger. And, and uh, he was working one way. And then it, it became apparent that, well, maybe you need to consider uh, selling it. Uh, you guys there are living in uh, Rhode Island. And by the way, um, uh, what do you what do you like about Rhode Island? What do you what? Do, why do you enjoy living there so much? Because you've lived there a long time. <clears throat> it's a beautiful state. It's the ocean state. It has a lot of culture. A lot of oceans, sea seashores. It really is a beautiful state. Yeah. Do you go down to the ocean much? Go to Newport? All the time. Or, do you? Mm-hmm. Do you go to Newport mostly? Or? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful yep. there. Newport and Narragansett, mm-hmm. the two ends. Yeah. Oh, pretty. And it's close to Boston. You yeah. know, if you want to get to New York, like the old days we did, anyway, um, that's easy to get to. So mm-hmm. it's centrally located. Have you? Uh, do you guys go out? Have you been out on Ferris's boat and Bill, Bill uh, Blizzard's boat and all that? Have you been... Yeah, yeah, Jim Nooney's boat. Yeah, uh, we have good invitation. Good friends, Rich. That's why I don't need boats. <laughs> I got uh, friends with it's, boats. It's always better to have friends with boats than yep. to own it yourself, right? The, be, the best way the best way to go boating is not to own a boat. Have friends that have boats. Yep. <laughs> I will not own a boat. No, no, that's beautiful. Moralize that yeah. comment. I will not own a boat. So uh, last time you told us that, uh, you know, beginning of 23, uh, it looked like, uh, you know, it looked like it was going to be a tough year, uh, had to get bigger. You tried to get bigger first quarter, uh, gave it one more quarter to see if it was going to work, wasn't working. Um, and then you came kind of mid midsummer, and God started to talk to you. So pick up the story from there and now walk us through how did you ask, seek, and knock, and come together to receive God's will, and, uh, you know, just to, the path, which would be, let's go sell it, one, and ultimately had to be a specific company uh, that God had to show you. So walk us, kind of walk us all through that. How did you, how did you uh, come to uh, follow God's will there? Let me say one thing that, that is just still astonishing, where this is where you can trick yourself in, in the world. In March, after going through you know our worst quarter ever, late March, and really wondering how are we going to hang on through this, we would name the number one mortgage company in the country to work for. <laughs> um, and it's a legitimate contest. 871 companies, we would name number one wow. to work Wow. And we had been number three and number five and never in the top 100 before that. So when we got that honor in notification of that in early April, or late March, 
oh, God's not going to end this. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I got a renewed sense of we can grow through this. Rates are going to go down in May. Um, we're going to turn this thing around right at the cliff. And so then we get through Q2 and it's not happening. And then I started taking calls that I had not been taking, which were from M&A companies, merger and acquisition companies. And then we get to July and those companies had identified a couple of companies that wanted to speak to us. They didn't know who we were. They just knew that we were out there. They knew our basic background. So I was now my time to step out from behind the, the curtain and actually disclose that we're out there looking to be acquired. That's dangerous territory in my industry because people yeah. find that out. They go after your loan officers, they go after your sales staff, they go after your report partner relationships and they'll just tear you apart. And so you've got to be really careful. Yeah. I had not told Rod Corey and my president or Kurt Noyce, my chief growth officer, two senior guys, Rod, the president of my company, uh, Shamrock, and then Kurt, the former president of one of the biggest mortgage companies in the country um, and a renowned person that had been with us for 18 months. I had not shared that with those two guys and so I felt a burden by that, Rich. And, and, I, and by the way, he was, um, you talked last time about, um, uh, you know, God had you uh, bring him on board, took you three months, which you were kind of surprised that he, he was even interested in coming on board. Yeah. Uh, and you were always wondering, I wonder what this is about. You know, that's kind of, that was an interesting thing. Yeah, uh, I, I was convinced it was to grow the company and Kurt did help us do that. We actually did grow the company through this point. We just couldn't grow it to it. We had to suspend growth because of, the, the profit issue, yeah. we, would have, we would have grown phenomenally. So I'm wondering, I, I knew God had him there for a purpose. I knew that he had a lot of tools in his toolkit. So it wasn't just growth, he has a whole bunch of other mm -hmm. tools. And I was open hearted to the idea that he might be used for a different purpose uh, than this. So uh, on July 13th, uh, it was a Thursday, I actually went into Rod's office to tell him that I was, I had just met with two companies that I came out behind the curtain. And I felt like I now I had to tell him because even though I signed NDAs, I needed him to know. Uh, I felt burdened by that. Um, we had lost another top producer. Looked like we were about to lose another one. We lost three previously. So we're starting to have some runoff because we weren't having access to products and pricing that we needed. So I could see this thread being pulled and, and ruining the whole garment. And so I told him and he said, uh, I actually asked him a question. Is there anything I'm not doing that I should be doing? He said, yeah, you should be talking to somebody about acquiring the company. And I said, well, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> uh, I met with two companies. A good idea. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take you up on that retroactively. Yeah. <laughs> I met with two companies earlier this week. I don't even think I had shared with Trish that I actually had the meetings. She knew that I was doing this because she had to provide a lot of the data. So it was really just her and I walking this out, which felt really uncomfortable. Felt like I was cheating on my senior team. And, uh, mm. and I knew I'd eventually get to the point where the questions relative to an acquisition would I would need to have Rod and Kurt involved in mm -hmm. because of their knowledge of things that I don't have material knowledge in. Um, so I came home and I, I went for a I went for a walk. I went for a walk in a cemetery and I got attacked by a pit bull. Mm -hmm. um, an attack that uh, very nearly killed me. Um, and the, the person with the pit bull that let him off the leash uh, eventually leashed him after the third time he was on me. I got him off and she left me there. And, uh, you know, a lot of bleeding in shock, obviously all that stuff. So when I came out of that, you know, I get home a couple of days later and I'm, you know, Trish looks at me and says, what are you doing? You're, you're almost 63, you could have died. 
You've got people leaving you because they're not allegiant to you. They're allegiant to products pricing and we're short. We're hemorrhaging money. And I said, well, I talked to two companies last week and I told Rod. <laughs> oh. I, then, uh, I then told Kurt and uh, the three of us decided at that point to spend every waking hour that we could outside of running the business of auditioning potential suitors and being auditioned by them as well. Uh, and that began a process in around the 23rd of July, right through to three weeks ago. We met with many, many companies. I was, it was actually kind of fun in some ways, humbling, because when you're meeting with companies, they're saying, wow, you've, you're the number one company to work for. You've got a great culture, great reputation. We know you. you've been around 35 years. And then, hey, how come you're not bigger? What did you do wrong? Why don't you start <laughs> this, pain, this painful thing for me to go through probably 11 or 12 times. Wow. But through it, God just kept saying, take every meeting. And I, you know, I would pre-qualify them in my head and say, I don't want to meet with that company. They don't have this, this, or this. And God said, and Rich, we talked about this, step in front of everyone. I'm putting them in front of you, step mm -hmm. in front of everyone. So ironically, when I told Rod, he brought up a company that we should approach. Forget the M&I guys, we should approach this company. And so I said, I set it up. So they did, and their president came to, came to Boston and from California, and we sat down and met with them. And they eventually, at the end of this long journey, became the acquiring entity. Hmm. Uh, we eventually got down to three solid offers, offers that I would have just taken. Great, let's go. And my priorities that I established were, number one, you had to be the right place for my loan officers because they serve our pro partners who serve our community. So that had to be number one. They had to keep the team, keep the tribe together. Number two, my senior leadership had to go with the acquiring entity. Rod and Kurt had to have positions. And third was just get me and Trish out of the road. Get us out of the road, we're, we're getting run over every minute. Get the bleeding to stop. So we pursued those three all the way through. And, you know, two weeks ago, we came to an agreement. By the and way, by the way, uh, I, I want to uh, pause you there for a couple, yeah. a couple of minutes. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm jumping to the head. No, no, it's good. Uh, one thing uh, that you just said, which is kind of what I had received about your uh, attack by the pit bull. Hmm. Um, you know, you got you got attacked, and you were and you were bleeding. Mm -hmm. um, be, the way it was described to me, um, I my thought was, um, you could be damaged and scarred, really badly scarred, and this could really affect affect your health. Um, and. God stopped the bleeding, but restored you. Just talk briefly about that, because I saw a parallel with mm. you having that happen, and God says, "Yeah, you're attacked. I'm, I'm going to take care of it." Because um, the ta attack wasn't because of you. you. You just, you just were there, you know. And God says, "Yeah, you're in the economy. Mm. You're there." And there's a parallel between the dog attack and actually, and actually, what God did. So. Mm. Just talk about when you got healed up. How did what what did that look like? Because uh, what was remarkable to me is you you were completely healthy <laughs> back. You know. <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll even take a step before that. So you know, I processed this with God, um, and I believe in a body. You never ask God why. It's the commanding officer. He's not asked the commanding officer why. <laughs> you wouldn't understand his answer anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my question to him was. Um, what do you want me to know about this attack? Um, and his answer was, it stunned me, really. And I, I, I spoke with you about it. I spoke with others about it. And he said, you weren't in peace. You were out of the kingdom. Um, hmm. 
Hmm. You were, I was mad at a couple of employees that day, guys that had left, felt betrayed by that, bunch of other stuff going on. Had to tell Rod, felt like I broke his heart in that. Um, and I went for that walk in a complete, utter state of the world. Mm. I was not processing this through the kingdom. I was not in a state of repentance for my anger and some of my behaviors. I was just in a bad spot and I left myself open. And God said, you left yourself open. Now, I I could have prevented that and I did. The dog didn't get on you for a fourth time. It's an 80 pound pit bull, you're a 62 year old man. Uh, you got him off three times uh, because of me, because mm. that's not, you're my, you're my guy, uh, but be in peace. Return to the kingdom. Keep yourself protected. And uh, I'll restore you. Um, I'll heal you, which I did pretty quickly. Yeah. But I, I don't want you to miss the message of when you are not in a state of peace, mm. you are open for the for the the enemy's attack because you're out of the kingdom. And that's the lesson for me, Rich. That's that. such a wise word right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's it. And I, I explain that to so many people. When they tell, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a really cool story, really quick, because it just happened. So Trish says to me, no more walks without a stick. <laughs> so I think she said spray, but I researched it, and spray can work if they're right on you, but it won't stop them from coming near you. But a stick, you can wield like, you know, like the witch in the Wizard of Oz, before she gets dumped with water, she's wheeling it. So I get this. So my brother makes me a stick, and I bring it home from New Hampshire, and the stick's taller than me. And so my And so she she stick shamed me. And I, I couldn't use <laughs> stick anymore. So I no sooner click on the document to execute the sale of Shamrock on Thursday afternoon when my dear friend Jim Nooney from C twelve said, Hey, I need to come see you. I've had a gift for you for a few months. I actually have a package to send to you. But it's never going to get sent. I want to. I want to hand it to you. So he comes in my office, and then he's got to undo his own packaging. Like took him like 15 minutes to get the thing out of the box, and uh, he hands it to me, and it's a walking stick. Oh, the right sides. <laughs> he, he engraves on it, "Defender." Ah. Uh, and it was minutes after I had executed the documentation for Shamrock, and I thought, hmm. "What a God we serve!" Wow. What a God we That's serve! That's so wow. cool. That's that so is cool. no accident. No. I can tell you something else that happened that's supernatural. There was a company that was number two in the consideration, strong number two. Out back and forth with Rod and Kurt on which this should be. I have a personal relationship with that CEO, had breakfast with him a number of times, prayed with me, said, look, I'm here just to help you. The day I told him when he was going to finish number two, I, my, my goal in that discussion was to see if he would remain just in case that one fell through. And the wonderful man he is, he said, uh, I'm okay with being the backup plan. And hmm. when I clicked the document at 357, my phone rang at 357 and it was him. Oh my. And I took it and I'm thinking, oh, he's gonna try to talk me out of something I just did. <laughs> he said, I just wanna check in, see how you're doing. And I said, I'm done. He goes, you're gonna be done? You're gonna close by the 30th? I said, no, no, I'm done. And he said, Next week, I said, no, no, I was done a minute ago. <laughs> I just clicked and the document. Wow. And then he prayed for me a prayer that just was so God sent, could only be sent by God at the same second. And then Jim gave me this, gave me the 
the stick. Yeah. And I'm like, that's how big our God yeah. is. Yeah, confirmation, that's confirmation. So cool. Confirmation over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah. So. Talk, talk about, because um, you said something that God said, no, talk to everybody. Uh, talk about the ask, seek, and knock process. Because again, people, when they think of God's will, is that, well, God knows the answer, just tell me the answer. Um, but he's, he wants us to discover it and walk with him and understand things. So uh, talk about the ask, seek, and knock. What, what were some of the things you learned as you were talking to a variety of people that ultimately led you to be confirmed about the one that, that was selected? The big thing about ask, seek, and knock, and this is what I missed earlier when I tried to understand that, and I discussed this with you in September of 22, that in the ask, seek, and knock, uh, he is drawing you closer and giving you greater faith. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's the purpose of it. Yeah. He could give you the answer right off the bat. Yeah. And he's not making you work for it. He wants to work with you. Yeah. He wants relationship with you. So the biggest thing I learned in the ask, seek, and knock, take all these meetings was that when I take a meeting, I'd have to check back with him. And this is what I learned. This is hmm. what I said. So I have relationship with him. He could have, the very first company we talked to once I told Rod was the company we closed with. <laughs> so you could make an argument that the 11 in between were a waste of my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't because I learned so much about being faithful to God by taking those steps and abiding in them and saying, what do you want me to know about this company? What do you want me to know about this discussion? And it's being in community with them. And if you're not asking, seeking, knocking, what other way can you be in community with God? Right. He doesn't need anything from you. Yeah. He needs nothing from you. So I think that's my lesson in it. I don't, I don't know, you, you listened to all this for so long. What, yeah, what do you, what do you, what's your perspective on all that, Trish, and the process that you went through? Well, first, my husband was enormously faithful through the entire thing. I honestly did not worry one bit that the right outcome was going to happen because he had it under control. Yeah. He was ultimately, the he was so faithful, did the due diligence, kept asking, not kept doing it over and over and over again. Um, I was completely faithful that he was going to, well, him and God were going to figure out this answer. I probably should have checked in a few more times with him, but I honestly knew, all right, he's, he's really got this. He's spending a lot of time doing this. So that's what I got from it. He really did the work on this one. Yeah. And you, and you understood that it was good that he was, you know, talking to people and processing, uh, Absolutely. and yeah. kept, kept encouraging on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as it, uh, you know, Dean, as you guys started to, you said it came down to three, uh, and that's how it works, by the way. And that God says, you know, starts here and starts to go there. Um, how did you process those three, uh, you know, day after day to finally have confirmation of the one? And what gave you that confirmation? So the three became two really quickly because the third couldn't execute fast enough. And we knew we were running out of runway. They were going to be in violations that would lose our lending authority uh, in a point sooner than that company could have executed. Yeah, let me I mean, stop. Let me stop you right, right there, one minute. And that is that um, as God delivers the truth of His will, it's based on the truth, and He wants you to trust the truth. And and, and you knew something that timing was an issue. 
mm. uh, because of these things that had to happen in the industry for you, um, you had to have somebody that could finish it within that time frame. And the one, you know, you learned they couldn't do that. Um, and that's God. That's God saying, "That's off the table, son." <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but see, a lot of people say, "Yeah, but maybe and maybe." You know, and God says, well, "You know the truth. That's off the table. Get to the two. You know, okay. So you did. I know you did. So now you're down to two. What happened from there? So first of all, I really like that third company a lot. Yeah. But in my abiding time, and I share this with you, and you confirm this with me, uh, you need somebody that's going to close. <laughs> Somebody's going to close. Um, it closed it closing time. And so we got down to two and Rod and Kurt were dramatically differed on who that should be. Yeah. It created a disruption there because they're looking at me saying, well, you have a decision. I said, well, really, I don't now because you guys have to be part of this next entity or the loan officers don't go, which means the deal blows up and you want one company, you want the other. So you're taking away from me. It was a very tough Monday, uh, three or four weeks ago. And it was just before my C12 day and we had it out and I got really frustrated with you guys are holding me hostage here. Um, and God was, God had talked to me about one company more strongly than the other, but then gave me a real breakthrough of why the other company is just as good. And it was almost like God was, was seeing if I would trust him with making a decision without him, hmm. um, collapsing the two other offers and leaving me with no decision. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I think this is a great lesson in abiding. Yeah. A yeah. great lesson in abiding with God. Sometimes you just have to make the decision and mm-hmm. know that he is behind it and he's going to stop it if it's not the right one or he can work with it or it was his plan all along. Mm-hmm. And so I said to to Kurt after we made this decision. And so anyway, we, I get to my C12 day. They're like, you're going to C12? We got to figure this out. I said, yeah, I, got, I don't want to be around this today. I'm going with my C12 colleagues. I'm going to abide some more on this. And I commenced Wednesday morning in a 9.15 meeting. I said, we're going to go until 3 o'clock if we have to come up with an answer yet. We've got two companies. I'm okay with either one. One of you guys. And by 9.35, it was over. Wow. Hmm. And it was, they both were in agreement. And it wasn't in agreement with the company that I really wanted necessarily. I could have, I was fine with either one. But God, is this your plan? This is my plan. And so I was having a discussion last week with one of the guys, my last day on Friday. And um, I said, I, I said, it's both of these. I, I want, I need you guys to see God's hand in this. This is a testimony. I use this over and over again, that he won't take me over the cliff. He won't take us over the cliff. He won't bleed us out. He won't have Trish completely collapsed with no finances left, no payroll, <laughs> he can be paid, go home. He's not gonna do that. But then as I got close, I realized, oh God, I'm really close to one foot over the cliff. <laughs> and then he reminded me, I can catch you in the air. Mm-hmm. And then he reminded me, I can resurrect you if you hit the ground. I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like no, that. No, that was, I didn't like it either, Trish. That was a good, wasn't a good day in this household. <laughs> no. And so one of the guys said to me, no, nah, I don't see the testimony because if it was testimony, the other company was more Christian and I felt it was like a better fit for all of us. So if God's testimony was real, wouldn't it have been there? And I said, you're missing God's testimony. God's testimony was, I will save you from a crash and burn. I will save you from ultimate destruction, bankruptcy, not paying your payroll, 
and a complete collapse where none of your employees end up in a safe place. And he kind of looked at me, he goes, oh, I didn't think about it like that. I said, God doesn't care which company it's in necessarily. He, this is about him saving his company, Shamrock Home Loans, from crashing and burning. Right. And he did that. If he did it on Main Street rather than Jones Street, does it really matter? <laughs> and I think we need to learn that sometimes and make a decision and know that God is behind it anyway. You're in his will, not seeking his will all the time. You're in his will. When you're abiding and you're asking to knock, you're in his will. Mm. And yeah, that's all I can say about that. Yeah. So you got uh, confirmation uh, that this was the one. Um, and Trish, how did you feel about that when that was that became the one? You know, it's really funny because we had taken a drive a couple of days uh, between then. We had gone up to New Hampshire and he kept seeing the name of the company, of the second company, like he saw one on a, um, a truck and he goes, that's a sign. And then someone said the word to him again, he's like, it's a sign. So it was a little confusing. We kind of had to talk about that and what, what was happening. We both weren't really sure, but so. Yeah, yeah. I was starting to see things that I'm trying to, I really wanted that decision. So I think I, I don't know. I don't want to overthink it. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you felt, uh, but Trish, you felt good about, you know, that it's hap oh, yeah. happening and this company's good. Oh, and you actually, yeah. actually yeah. after mm -hmm. that C12 day when you were solidly in my side and what did you say to me the morning of, I think it's the other one. Yeah. That's what, oh, that's what I said. So I said earlier, I said last week's episode that Trish sometimes speak into me when I was even asking her to. That's what it was. Remember, I couldn't really think of it. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. So that Tuesday after the C12 meeting on, on a Wednesday morning, I'm getting in to go have this battle with these two guys. And I want number two, I think, but I'll, I'll take either one. Just get unified, fellas. And God said, I'll, I'll get them unified. I said, well, I'll go wherever they're unified. And Trish says, hey, I think it's the other company. I said, hmm. well, okay. She goes, I just, and Trish has a little bit of, prophecy of truth in her yeah that when Trish speaks that specifically mm -hmm. I sit up straight because God speaks truth to her and sure enough went in and you know 20 minutes into a meeting it's over yeah yeah and by the way wow. the uh, the beauty of that uh, what you just described is that um, it's not that Trish said what God said um, mm -hmm. it's I'm I'm hearing this the prophetic is always, let me let me introduce you to something. You paid attention, uh, open to confirmation. Through, by the way, and that's kind of another God's principle is where you have unity, there you God commands blessing. And you knew you knew that you had two guys <laughs> that had opposite viewpoints. Uh, they're going to have to go to unity if this thing is going to be God. So God, what do you have to say about that? And you said, we're staying here until, you know, working it through. And Trish had said it. They said it. And for you, when, when they said it with what Trish said, for you, it meant what? This is it, son. Yeah. This is mm -hmm. the one. And I'm confirming it spiritually through Trish, through unity with them. And it's the one, you know, and then you, and then you finished it. So um, we are uh, very excited about the fact that, you know, how you described how that went. Uh, what a... What a wonderful story of just seeking God's will. Uh, and like you say, you're, you're, if you're in the kingdom, you're walking in his will. 
and it's just him fulfilling it and demonstrating and confirming it, which he did. And so now it's it's completed. Um, we'll uh, we'll like to have you back on maybe in a couple months uh, to talk about your emotional side of that, which you know it's got to be. Uh, grief mm-hmm. is okay. You know, you have some grief about it because it was your, you know, company and it's you. And uh, but uh, to me, it's going to be exciting, and and we want to walk with you in it. Is I believe that what's next is even more spectacular for you too, for you both mm-hmm. of you. Um, and that's going to be fun because right now, um, you know, and, and God says this in Deuteronomy six, I brought you out that I might bring you into my promised land. Uh, but when you go out, not knowing where the promised land is, it's a little bit in that limbo, like, okay, wh- where exactly is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I know that's where you guys are, is that, well, you've been brought out, but you don't really know yet where the promised land is for you. So it'll be exciting to uh, do it. We pray that you enjoy uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and have a good good month and uh, relax uh, as you get ready for next. And uh, we're just so encouraged and, and thrilled by your faithfulness and by your heart and by the truth of what happened and we'll be excited to see what does happen and thank you thank you both we appreciate it oh thank you thanks Kat. thanks yeah. rich guys yeah. you absolutely yeah. you guys are amazing such yeah. an inspiration and i love yeah. just thank you for sharing so authentically yeah. because it's important to see what it's like actually you know you guys have just walked through the fire yeah absolutely and what does it look like to to truly stay connected to the vine through the process when it was hard and when you're struggling and everything else yep. and um, just real life examples of beautiful things yep. and just how faithful god was to your faithfulness yeah it's beautiful i don't know how Thanks anybody goes through a storm it. without doing this yeah no. right that's, yeah. Remarkable. that's crazy i'd never I, want to you right always say that. yep, yep. Well, Father, we uh, we just pray blessing uh, on Dean and Trish and uh, for the uh, transaction with their leaders, that they will thrive. Uh, we pray that uh, you will uh, lead Trish and, and Dean into, the, into their new covenant place uh, that you already have for them. And we just pray that they'll enjoy it, that they'll come together as a couple and thoroughly uh, get excited about what's next. And then you deliver what's next. And we do pray just a, a element of blessing upon them. And we thank you in Christ's name for their testimony, for their faithfulness, and for their hearts in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Well, thanks so much for joining us, Dean and Trish, and thank you for joining us listeners. If you have questions, send them in to us at questions at abideministries.com, and we'll see you next time. Yep, we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.